0: And how to register. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recovery Your Soul Podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started recoveryoursoul.net after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism and control addiction. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery and help others to transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website RecoverYourSoul.net to book coaching sessions with me, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, subscribe and receive email updates. I think of recover your soul as a community, follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. I know that together we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back to Recover Your Soul. We are in the replay part of the season. We've wrapped up season two, and now we are going back and revisiting some of the previous episodes. This is an episode from February 2021 of season two. And it was such a profound episode for me because it was about letting go of self doubt and beginning to really embrace the changes that were happening in my life, embracing our gifts. And for me, this was a major change in how I saw myself, how I began to walk the earth, how I began to move forward with recover your soul and embrace this new self that was coming out of soul recovery, that was leaving the old parts of me behind the sad parts, the damaged parts, and really coming into my own of feeling confident and happy in my life. So I wanted you to have a touch and a taste of what letting go of self-doubt and embracing your gifts as we come to the end of the year. I wanted to talk today in this episode about self-doubt, how we all have self-doubt and what do we do to help ourselves to let those patterns go, that piece of us that sits in that self-doubt and doesn't move forward with our full potential. I thought about this because my husband and I the other day were having a conversation and talking about how is it possible that there's some people who have very healthy childhoods, Who don't have to deal with very much pain and suffering as kids, and then move forward into adulthood with a healthy relationship, great jobs, and don't have to deal with the level of self doubt and the judge that gets on us and tells us that we're not worthy that I think most of us experience. Are there really people in the world who have that experience? And maybe there are. I have yet to meet one. I am yet to meet somebody who has not had some level of real inner struggle or trauma or pain or hardship in their lives that they've had to overcome. I am yet to meet somebody. But that doesn't mean that that doesn't exist. I I would love to hear from you and hear your story because I'm interested. But for most of us, I think that our experience is that, as I've said before, We have these childhoods and whether our parents were trying to do their absolute best and had natural failures and inadequacies and said things or did things that hurt us, or whether we had parents who were completely unable and did not have the skill set at all to do parenting and provide us with a foundation, or we had brothers and sisters or family or friends or schoolmates, that give us those little scars that start to build how we feel about ourselves. And those voices, the voices from our parents, the voices from society, the voices from those around us, create the voice of our internal judge. That voice that's in there that takes us a long time to sometimes recognize that that is not our actual internal soul self that is speaking, that is some other voice, and we call it the judge. And that judge is in there telling us that we aren't smart enough, that we're not good enough, that our ideas are stupid, that we're not worthy, that this isn't what we should be doing, or that we should keep our mouths shut, or that we're, we're just not enough. And that judge is incredibly detrimental to us if we let it have that self-doubt voice. Sometimes the judge can be a reminder to look at something again, to not jump in with both feet. Sometimes if you allow it to be helpful and you've worked in a place where you have an internal self that has more confidence, then that judge quits being such a nasty part of ourselves. But we recognize that it is not the actual true voice of our soul. It is the combination of all the voices that we have heard in our upbringing in our life that are telling us we're less than that we're not enough. So when we're growing up, and we're having these life experiences, we're in relationship, and we're having real life relationship experiences, we're in a job, and we're having real job and career experiences. What is it that we do to ourselves that keep us from expanding to our full potential? What is it that keeps us from seeing the good and the amazing potential that we have that pulls us back? And when you look at people who are inspiring, that have moved past that fear, that have moved past the part of themselves that can hear only the self-doubt, you see lives that are incredible. You see lives that are fulfilled, that have beautiful, happy relationships that have prosperity and abundance, that have creativity, that have peace. And I believe that if you spoke to any of those people, you would find that they had to do some pretty intense work to get past the part of self-doubt and into the next part of their life. And for me, that part of my life has been based on seeing that it is a higher presence a higher power that resides within me and around me and about me that really has the strength to provide for me a better life. And that when I lean back into my ego self, what I'm leaning back is into that judge into that self-doubt self doubt self. I know that for me, I have a different upbringing than most. I was raised Buddhist, as I've talked about in other episodes. And I had an experience with my grandmother with Christianity that felt very shaming to me. I think that the more I've talked to people who have had religious upbringings that didn't provide them with the foundation of, you're amazing, you're wonderful, you are unlimited potential, you are incredible. But rather, they came from places where their religion, their spiritual foundation said, you're small, you're full of sin, you're not good enough, you're not worthy of God's love, until you have met whatever their requirements are. And I'm going to be honest and say, I don't know enough about traditional Christianity to be able to really speak to that. And I'm not making a judgment about it. Because your relationship to your higher power, your relationship to God is uniquely your own, whatever religion or spiritual journey you have. But what I've heard working with people and talking to people is that that foundation of being not enough, that foundation of not being worthy came from people that they trusted And I know that when I read the Bible, or when I read Christian writings, I can hear it or see it two ways. And what I've discovered as I study metaphysics is that I can read it and hear it in the way that works for me on my larger scale spiritual journey of being connected to what I call spirit or the divine and some people call God that when I feel that connection a shift happens and it's not about lack and it's not about unworthiness and it's not about shame and it's not about guilt and it's not about sin it is about love it is about connection it is about knowing that you are part of that source so the last couple weeks, I think I'm starting to have winter blues here in Colorado. We tend to have fairly mild winters that kind of start off and you think, oh, it's not so bad. And we have very fortunate to have these beautiful blue skies. And if you stand in the sun, even when it's cold, you're, you're warm. And I know there's many people that live in other parts of the country where it's gray and you don't get that beautiful sun and it's chilly and cold. So I'm not going to complain. However, what ends up happening is February comes around and you start to think that maybe it's springtime and that's when all the snow comes in Colorado. And so I think that with COVID and winter and everything that's going on the last couple weeks, I've had this level of sadness. And I talked in one of my episodes about these memories that I was having that really brought about sort of the pain from my childhood, and the loneliness that I felt and the rejection I felt from my playmates, um, when I was when I was little, and that it really wasn't until middle school that I found connection with people who started to like me for who I was. And so Those memories in combination with not having physical contact with very many people and having the winter blues really had me in a place where my doubt was way up. My judge and my self-doubt was starting to creep up as it does and be more prevalent in my mind than my standard happier self that has come out of my recovery. And it kind of took me by surprise. And I found myself questioning where that was coming from. And as I did my journaling, I know that for some people, they don't really want to write stuff down on paper, and they don't want to write it down for a couple reasons. One is that they don't feel safe writing it down, that they're afraid that someone will find it, and that there's not a safety issue. That's a main big deal. And the other is that they just don't really want to take that time for themselves. And that some people feel like it's very selfish to take that time to write things down or to journal. But what I find is that if I don't write it down, and I don't take the time to do the journaling a circular tape of not healthy thinking starts to go around and around and around in my head. And I can allow myself to start to have conversations and arguments with people who are not present. I can start to move in the direction of listening to that judge that self doubt as being true, instead of my soul self. I can start to press play on the tapes of my life that are ones of sadness and grief and really feeling like I'm the victim in the situation. And I can press play, play, play on those tapes in my head. And it starts to kind of be out of control in there. My brain starts to get really full of all this negative talk, this negative self-talk. However, if I sit down, and I take out a piece of paper and a pen, and I start writing down those feelings, something happens. There's some element of my brain that starts to have clarity about what those feelings are about, that starts to have clarity and organization of the thoughts. And you can't rewrite it in a tape over and over and over, because you need to move on to the next thing. So I could write, I don't think that I'm smart enough. Well, am I going to write that 20 times? But that's what I think in my head 20 times. I'm not smart enough. You can't do this. You're not smart enough to do this. What are you doing? But as soon as I write it down, like I've written it down that one time. And then what I find for myself is as I've written down the parts that are replaying, and that judge and that self doubt, another voice comes to me, the voice of spirit, my connection to the divine, my connection to God. And those voices are kind, and they're loving. And they often have direction, or solution, or compassion, And I've learned to really trust that voice and be grateful that it comes out on the paper through the pen. So the other day, as I was journaling about this sort of sadness that I was feeling, I really said, I don't think that I that I know what I'm doing. And I'm I'm terrified about about everything that's going on right now about getting my ministerial degree about the podcast, about my website, you know, kind of the who do you think you are thing. And what came to me was a very strong guidance that reminded me that the gifts that we have, and each of us has gifts, we all have potential, we all are uniquely our own people. We were all uniquely given separate and different talents. And those were given to us by God. That Spirit gave each of us these unique talents. And then we beat ourselves up, and we shut ourselves down, and we tear ourselves down, that we are not to fulfill these talents, and these gifts, and these abilities that were given to us by the Spirit who made us. And it really took me back to thinking about how we allow ourselves to have all the shame and judgment when we were given gifts by the divine, that divine that wants us 100% to be full, to have that potential, to have greatness, to be a light in the world. And when I felt that, everything changed. For me in that moment. And all the grief and the self doubt and the self deprecation that I was feeling fell away. And I thought, I don't want to waste what was given to me. And the direction that I get, that I feel from spirit, is profound and terrifying. But I know that I'm being held by my connection to my higher power to do these things. And when I allow myself to have that kind of awareness, I feel nothing but support and love. And I know that we're all going to fail and not everything's going to work out, but that doesn't mean that that's a failure. It means that we are being redirected to the next thing. That if you talk to anybody who's had great success in their life or inventions or whatever it is, that they had to fall down before they were able to make it to the next level. That it wasn't one success after the other. That the light bulb was not designed in the first time. That all these amazing inventions that we have, and all these growths and these potentials that we have, the people didn't get to them on the first try. And yet we think ourselves that we have to do it on the first try. We think that if we listen to that judge and that self-doubt, we think, oh, well, I didn't do it. So I'm a failure. That's not true. I was with one of my um, girlfriends the other night, and she said, if I spent half the time building myself up as I do breaking myself down. What a profound statement that we spend so much time breaking ourselves down and being hard on ourselves, if we just took part of that time and switched it to building ourselves up, to being kind to ourselves, to seeing these gifts that were given to us by spirit, uniquely our own, to fulfill our potentials. Can you imagine what we would be? And so I'm going to imagine what I'm going to be. I am going to believe in the God power presence of creative light that is in me, that is in you and stop breaking myself down, pulling down the beauty of who I am, uniquely my own. No better, no worse than anybody else. We are all these incredible, incredible beings, no better or no worse than any of the others. And combined into one unit of the humankind. I believe so strongly that your thoughts create the life that you have. The positive thoughts that you have send out a very specific vibration, a very specific psychic energy that attracts to it the like energy. And negative thoughts have a negative energy and a negative vibration, a different vibration level. And that attracts to it like energy. So if you can work on that bringing yourself up, the amount of time spent building yourself up and moving into that higher vibration, that knowing that spirit gave us these gifts and talents, then we are bringing and attracting that to us. And those are the changes that have happened in my life, the miracles that have happened from having a different attitude. And that doesn't mean that we don't still struggle. It doesn't mean that we don't have hardship or that our heart doesn't break. It just means that we don't lay in it. We don't fall into that hole that can suck us up and allow our self-doubt and our judge To be the one that is the loudest voice in our head. That we can recognize and hear that voice and see it as different than our souls. To recognize and see that there is a part of us that is absolutely inextricably connected to God. Of your understanding. And that is full of light and of love and potential and unlimited possibilities. So let's let go of self-doubt. Let's spend more time building ourselves up than breaking ourselves down. And let's see how we can not waste these gifts that are given to us directly by spirit to live a life of your absolute fullest potential, even if you're terrified. You are being held in love and light. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Namaste. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode offered you some tools and guidance and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. If you'd like some support and encouragement with your soul recovery, book a coaching session with me. When you are ready for change, it's amazing what can be done in just a few sessions with some support. There's never any long-term commitment. This is your personal journey, and I'm just here to be a guide and assist you in connecting with your fullest and happiest self. Go to the website, recoveryoursoul.net and there you can find out more about me, book your coaching or spiritual counseling session, subscribe to receive our email updates, listen to some of my music. I have some originals and I've had various bands over the years. You can also read the blog that includes stories and insights from the Recover Your Soul community. I want to thank you for supporting the production of this podcast. Every single donation makes such a big difference and you can donate on the homepage of the website. Also, by following, subscribe reviewing this podcast on your favorite platform, you're helping to spread the recover your soul message. I hope that you'll follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and even join the private Facebook group and become part of our transformation community. Share who you are, share where you're from, share your story. Let's all connect. Until next time. Namaste.